Hey everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Adriano Magnifico. I'm your host, and we're broadcasting live, kind of live, it'll be taped, from the Broadcast Media Studio in the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. And this is an incredible place, 13 applied or technical and apprenticeship programs where students can find their best selves, find out what skills work for them, and get a head start in what the economy can do for them. So, this is a great space to be doing this in, and it's a real privilege to work with the broadcast media students in this space. And of course, in this space, I am joined ably for their second season. This is season number five of Adventures in Careerland. Woohoo! Who is right? It's season five, joined by CJ, identifies they them. And of course, we are also joined by the inimitable. Yeah. Andre Boisjoli, and he's our other co-host, and he's our Francais person here. <laughs> I, I am so, back, yeah. Yes, and we are a bilingual program, as always. Andre, how are you? I'm doing good. And I also had coffee this morning, you though, did. You though did. it's coffee <laughs> that I made at home. Well, it's coffee made at home. And of yeah. course, you guys drink your coffee. How many cups do you have? Mm, two, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't, well uh, I don't know for the, the viewers at, uh, on YouTube here, but I have... Uh, this is about how much coffee I drink. So this, I guess you could say two cups of coffee. Yeah, I'd say that's about two. Yeah, about two. Okay. I usually have a five-gallon drum by now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm really ready to go. I'm really hyped up. And Andre, again, Andre and CJ, it's such a privilege to work with you, too. I'm working with two skilled people. This is one of the gems of the program. There's 13 programs at the Arts and Technology Center, and Broadcast Media is one of those programs that builds skills and builds industry connection that's really powerful. So that's pretty cool stuff. So, CJ, what did you do all summer? We've been away for a summer. Months. I honestly didn't do much. Like, the most I did was go on a road trip to Kenora. Well, that's good. Yeah. And you're a reader. Didn't you read books? And I couldn't find any good books. That's impossible. <laughs> that's impossible. Maybe I didn't look too hard. I don't yes, know. You need to talk to me. <laughs> CJ's, CJ's going to have a lot of counseling with me before this is all over. And Andre, yes. what did you do all summer? I worked. You worked? Of summer. And where did you work? I worked for my dad doing industrial flooring. It sounds uh, as fun as it sounds. It, it, oh, it, that's why we it, couldn't get a hold of you, because yeah. dad was the taskmaster. Dad was the taskmaster, that is true. So I was working, and then, but I did have time to go to the lake a few times. I did the same thing as CJ. I went to Kenora, went to the lake, and uh, caught, caught, caught some fish. Ooh. You caught fish? Fishing, yeah. You How caught many? Fish. Too many to count. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey, what you, hey, what are you streaming? Are you streaming any good programs right now? No, I don't I don't really stream anything. <laughs> you don't stream? You don't watch Netflix? No. Amazon Prime? No. Really? Well, CJ's getting more interesting by the second. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you streaming? I am streaming Better Call Saul. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Oh, my gosh. So I'm having a dispute with my friend because he's saying I should watch... Uh, Breaking Bad before yes, Better Call should. Saul. Though, but really? Yes, yes. You agree with them? I, well, I don't I mean, I agree, and I haven't seen either, yes. so. They're both good, though. One's the prequel to Anyways, the other, so they're both good. I'll watch Breaking Bad after. Yeah. You know what I'm watching? This is unbelievable. Alone. Ever watch this thing? I've, I've heard of it. They drop people in the middle of oh, desolate show, yeah. wildernesses, yeah, yeah. and um, it's kind of like a, a train wreck. 
you, you just can't turn your eyes away from these people losing 50 pounds yeah. and trying to figure out what to do with their degrade over and, time. You know, and they can't eat. They're trying to find protein. They're eating mice and they're, you know, they're eating slugs. And it's just an amazing... And seaweed. This is the and you voluntarily thing. watch that? Well, it's like a car wreck. It's, it's, it's well, like a car wreck. Yeah, yeah you can't turn your head away from this. There's like 10 seasons of it. I've just started a few seasons. And oh, it's, wow. It's really, really interesting. Anyway, I'm not promoting it. Yeah. Eat to each his own. Whatever. You know what? Today's show, our first, our inaugural show for season five. With our new equipment. Yeah. With, with the brand new equipment. Yeah. yeah. We brought a lot of, we, again, the Adventures in Careerland podcast spares no expense to bring quality entertainment mm -hmm. to, I, what, the eight or nine people who listen to this thing? <laughs> yeah. And it's, the equipment is off the chart. Like, it is so sensitive. I can't, we can't ruffle pages anymore. And we're also gone video. Yeah, people can see our faces. This I'm sure a, people are going to love to see everyone's face now. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, I think I'm in trouble. I think we have I, to watch it. I think I'm going to have to have a, <laughs> a, a complete makeover. Luckily, at the Arts and Tech Center, there is a hair salon and aesthetics program. I, uh, I'm going to have to find some people to do my makeup. I think now. <laughs> That's what I think. You guys look great. You're youthful, <laughs> but I the know. lines on my face. I, 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 I got to be shaven closer. All those kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway. And we have a special guest today, and this person is from the Windsor Park Collegiate, a graduate, 2015, and he's been making his way. He's one of those guys who embedded, embodies the collect your dots mantra that we hold dear here about finding activities, participating in them, stepping outside your boundaries, reflecting on them, and thinking about how to move your path forward, identifying skills, searching for other skills, identifying mentors and he's embodied that better than anyone I know and of course I'm talking about Gode Katembo how are you sir I'm doing fantastic how are you doing this morning I'm good and I'm looking at you you're sitting in this white room you've got a desk you've got a chair you've got a you know a Mr. Rogers sweater you look very <laughs> very relaxed and you're in a, you're in a great space how, so Gode 2015 you're in a program called the Career Internship Program, but first, at Windsor Park, but first I want to talk about where you're from. Where did you, you came from a different country. Where did you come from? Um, originally, I'm from Congo, but uh, before coming to Canada, I lived in a refugee camp in Uganda for about uh, seven years before moving here with my family in 2009. Hey, t hey, talk about what was life like in Congo and Uganda. In Congo, during the time of like early 2000 there was a civil war that broke down in my country so we had to flee to our neighboring country which is uganda and uh, we left everything behind so we had to start in this new country in uganda where we lived there with my family for um, about eight uh, seven seven years in a refugee camp and it was not easy was tough was difficult after a couple of years living there we got a, a chance to migrate to canada that was in 2009 in december cold weather so that was not a fun experience but i'm grateful I'm, that i'm here that must have been a shock when you came yeah. here in december oh that's oh, one of the worst well, absolutely yeah, yeah. i came wearing my tropic weather you know summer clothes <laughs> and everything <laughs> and we land to in big international airport and we look outside and everything is white i'm like what is this right at first i thought i'm like well they must have a lot of flour uh, on the ground i don't know what's going on here and i was super excited 
I stepped out of the door and I feel that breeze hit me on the head. I was like, oh. what is this? So I had to rush back in and uh, nobody told us that we needed jackets. Well, they told us it was cold. Then I was like, well, it can't be that, that cold. Yeah. You yeah, know what I said? It's cold that, that cold. I'm sure, you know, I'm 21 sure that's so weird. In my country, that's cold. So I was like, it can't be that bad. But it was really cold and it was ugly. We spent about like one week in a hotel. Nobody wanted to go out to buy food or do anything. Mm -mm. Yeah. But those are great moments. Yeah. I mean, that's a time I hope you pulled out a book and started writing poetry. <laughs> about how you felt and about the snow no. and the flower when you talked about the snow as flower i thought oh this is a great poem i've never heard anyone <laughs> talk about canadian snow as flower it's true ever ever people talk about blankets of snow and those kinds of things well, covers because of snow. a lot of people don't like snow that's why <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's an awesome one so i hope you're writing poetry are you a poetry person no, no, I'm not. Okay, well, okay. well, you're a bit of a poet, even though if you don't know it, okay? That, that rhymes. That was a great yeah. metaphor. Well, that's what I do. I'm, I'm an English guy. That's what I do. So, Godet, you come in, you live in here, you have to go to Windsor Park Collegiate, you're in the cashier, you start living in Windsor Park, correct? Yes. And then you have to go to Windsor Park Collegiate, you join the career internship program. As you're going through, and you're English, did you speak a lot of English when you got here? Zero. Zero. Wow. So, yeah. what was that like, feeling feeling like you're walking around everyone's speaking english the occasional person speaks french right and that's also your native tongue is it not it's not really my native tongue but it was a uh, was a language that we were learning at school back in congo when i was six years old but they moved to uganda there was no more french mm -hmm. right there was no more french so from the time i was like um seven years old the time i was 12 years old there was no french right and then until i came to canada then i said oh that's french again right so. so how do you survive then? You don't speak any language. Your parents don't speak the language. Think about, how. can you tell us how you kind of survived? What did you do? I mean, it was something that, you know, when we were moving around in Uganda, because we lived in a refugee camp, and different provinces, they speak different native languages, right? And we didn't speak none of those languages when we're in those refugee camps. So you have to learn and... That was the only way of coping, right? If you don't speak the language and you go to the market, you're most likely going to pay overpriced for an item. So you had no choice but to make sure that you learn the language. So that was the same coping mechanism that I used when uh, I first got here in Canada. I said, okay, you gotta learn the language. That's the easiest way how you're going to navigate uh, the system. Other than that, everything will be extremely difficult and one of the things maybe because i was young is uh me sports has been part of my life right making friends learning a new language was always sports like when i'm playing sports it is easy to start learning the language and uh you know uh integrating with the with the with the new culture so that's what exactly i did again when i got here hey that's brilliant and and there is a universal language to soccer right everybody plays it that's true. There's a universal language. It's a language to all that sports, we all right? can understand. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You, yeah. Your feet don't speak languages. They just kick. <laughs> they just kick the ball. They just kick the ball, and they work it. So that's awesome. That is a great coping a great coping mechanism. That's a great idea. So you come to yeah. Windsor Park. You see all the opportunities that are available in Windsor Park, right? Mm -hmm. And you join the career internship program. Why did you choose that program? 
Well, my first two years at uh, Windsor Park was not that easy, right? Um, I was being bullied by was this new new kid at, uh, at at school. I didn't have the nicest clothes. In grade nine, grade four, uh, grade nine, grade ten, I was being bullied by some of the kids. So it was not easy, right? Coping. The only thing that I was good at was math, right? Because I didn't. You're have a math to guy. Much you know, math class, and I was doing good, and gym, of course, athletic, eh, that was my thing. So the first two years at, uh, you know, at Windsor Park was hard, you know, being bullied and you come home, there's no friends. And then I think it was in grade 10 or grade 11 when, you know, as we are, we started growing apart because when you're in grade nine, everybody's together, you're taking the same classes. But when you start moving to grade 10, grade 11, you start moving away, people taking calculus or pre-cal, I mean, uh, chemistry, biology. So you start kind of navigating your own path. So grade 10, and then they're telling us, oh, there's this English that you can take. And I was like, I'm sick and tired of taking Shakespeare. So the first question I asked, I'm like, we have to do Shakespeare stuff in this English Shakespeare, class. did you like Shakespeare? <laughs> and Goldie, said, did, you, no, did you like Shakespeare? Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I think I was sick and tired of Romeo and Juliet of like uh, grade 10 English that we had to do. I was like, okay, maybe grade 11, grade 12, I need a different kind of English that will, like, you know, will challenge me and that I will make sure that it's actually applicable to what I'm hoping to do in the future, right? Rather than Shakespeare style. What? I don't what? Know if you ever use that, but. <laughs> I love Shakespeare. Yeah, no, it is great. So in that grade, I, I got exposed. I was like, you know what? I will sign up. Right? They started doing some volunteering. I think I signed up uh, the following year, grade eleven. I was like, okay. They gave us the course. Uh, you know, objective. This is what you have said. Hey, this is not as bad, right? And I think in that class we only had twenty-three people. I think. Yes. Yes. Twenty-three, and um, I was like okay this is a small environment small class i can cope and i can ask lots of questions and uh, didn't feel like oh i didn't know nothing because it was new to everybody so i was like okay i will start from there since then it was the best decision i ever made in my uh, high school years well that's interesting because that career internship program i started that program way back in 1995 my goodness. Yeah, at River East Collegiate, and then brought it to Windsor Park in 2004. And then I I left it with Carla, who's in charge there, and then I moved on to do other things, but still keep an eye on it because it's such a, it's like a little baby to me that's growing up, kind of. Mm -hmm. and, and it continues to grow and flourish, but it's one of those programs that gives you all these opportunities, right? How important are all those kinds of experiences? I like moving kids towards entrepreneurial activities because that's an important piece to me about students connecting to possibility and connecting to how their mind can see the world in ways that aren't schoolish trapped within walls you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so that's yeah. an important one and so I, I constantly ask folks to come out and i really connect to the winnipeg chamber of commerce so the winnipeg chamber of commerce hosted an entrepreneurship event, I believe, and they had F Apparel as the keynote speaker. And I took some of you folks with me, some of you students with me, and you were one of those students, and you listened to F Apparel speak at the podium. And what happened to you there? I think that was my first time being outside, like, uh, 
classroom learning, you know, structure. Yeah. So when we went to that conference, I was like, okay, I was nervous and uh, everything, but at the same time, I was excited. Well, I remember they had free donuts and coffee at this too, so that's what excited me about the event. Well, I, exactly, and then they said there was what free lunch. I was like, hey, free lunch, you know what? Definitely, I'm not missing that. So I was like, hey, I'm skipping, I'm, I'm out of the classroom. There's going to be free lunch. I'm going to get to meet people. So I was like, okay. So we went, and in that room, I think I was, I was the youngest person because yeah. we had university yeah. students and just a bunch of professions like yeah. entrepreneurs yeah. and other people just in the business world. So I think in my head, I'm like, how did I end up here? Yeah, but that's the right. point, right? That's the <laughs> point, Godi. Like, my point was to always bring you to spaces with adults, yeah. with professionals. And I love that you people. So how did you feel being the youngest guy in the room? I was nervous. At first I was hiding behind. I think our table was at the very end. So at the beginning I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna hide myself at the end of the la you know, at the end of the whole thing. Nobody's gonna notice I was here. And just gonna go tell Miss Allen, who who was my career internship uh, teacher at the moment. Hey, it was good and but then when one of the speakers, which is the one of the co-founders of Aperfero, Alex Sitten, was speaking and said, talking about, you know, the company, what they do, and it really, I think I get this, a spark like just came up on me and said, that's what I really want to do. I want to connect with that individual. And I was like, but I don't know how. And I spoke to my Mr. Magnifico and said, how can I get to he, how can I get his contact, right? This was just before the breakout session, before the lunch. He's like, well, go ask him. I'm like, you want me to go talk to him? Yeah, you like, yeah. Yes, he, yes, you you thought he was some kind of god or something. <laughs> Absolutely, because he was way out of my league and there was no way I'm going to approach him. I'm this high school kid. I have nothing to offer to him, right? I have nothing at the moment. I was like, what am I going to say? I don't think so I can do it. I don't know what to say. Then you're like, Gordy, you have to do it. Just go tell him, you know, that you are interested in the work that he do. I was like, Mr. Magnificent, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I remember, I was like, you know what? Give me a moment. I went to the washroom, washed my face. I'm all sweating. I'm like, why is this man? I didn't sign up to go speak to these individuals. Just supposed to come to the hall, you know, conference and then i go back to school then after the worship i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do it it's, it's just gonna be two minutes it was the hardest two minutes of my life but the best two minutes again of um my um my high school years i went and i spoke to him i said hey my name is Gody. i'm a you know grade 12 student from a career internship program from windsor park i'm really interested and passionate about what you do i will be thrilled you know, to to volunteer to do an internship at your organization. He gave me his business card. He's like, yes, let's connect. Gave me the business card. I took it, I grabbed it, put it in my in my uh, suit jacket, and I went back to Mr. Magnifico, and I was like, this is the hardest thing that I ever done. But I felt relaxed, and I felt I was like, this feels so good. Well, and right? that's and that's powerful. I, I share that story with other folks sometimes because. That's where you originally said, I'm just going to the conference and then I'm going to go back to school. Yes. The conference for me, and when I try to train students to think, and I try to train them to think this way, is to go and try to get ignited, try to get curious about something, try to connect to something there, 
and then move toward it like a snake and just make it work and start a connection. And you did that. And once you start doing that in life, once kids get into the mode of doing that, young people try that, it becomes a way of living. It becomes a way of thinking. And you're not inhibited anymore by thinking, oh, I don't know if I should do this. You're just going to go do it. And you never know what happens. But I can tell you, if a high school student approaches a professional, 100% of the time, the high school person will earn the ear of that professional just because they're high school people with an interest in what Absolutely. that professional does. And the mentorship will happen, especially in high school. That's that's the opportunity. Oh. So many students don't take advantage of being a high school student. I think talking about and that that's is what great. I was trying to encourage them last year when I went to speak at, uh, at Windsor Park. I said And you came back, you came back you to still, talk at the program at Windsor Park. That's awesome. Yeah, as soon as you're still a student, Try to make the most out of it because you have like a hundred percent likely chance to get the, that profession's attention as soon as you say i'm a student i'm a student still in high school i'm a student still in college or university but because the sooner you grow up as soon as you graduate from high school from university from college certain doors start closing right people are not giving you those opportunities those chances anymore they'll say well you should have done this when you are 18 why are you doing it now right so my encouragement to any high school student or to any student that's in any institution at the moment is like seek for those mentorship just say introduce yourself i'm a high school student i'm interested i'm passionate about what what you do can i job shadow you for even just and I think that's great because um, a lot of us in broadcast media are actually going to be doing internships this year. So that's a good thing to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the great, that's spot on, CJ. And, and, and a great point of what you're saying is you walk into these places not knowing what to expect. My dad used to say, keep your eyes and your ears open. Absolutely. Oh, he said that to me. When you walk into a place, just walk into it and don't expect something to happen. Just seek and look and observe and then move towards things gravitate toward things that seem to connect with you and you never know what's going to happen but it always turns out good it always does that's true it's pretty cool hey so tell me now of course i connected with you again go to you went to red river and got a uh, a diploma in business administration correct absolutely 2019 so how was that program and why did you choose it that program, at first, I was supposed to go to a uh, University of North Dakota to play soccer there. And um, of course, I couldn't. When I was in grade 12, I couldn't because I didn't have my Canadian citizenship yet. So my plan didn't go as I, you know, the whole time working hard in high school, athletic and doing all of that. So that didn't go through. The other, my backup plan was okay, I'm going to go to University of Winnipeg, you know, to join the Westman team. That following year, the year I was graduating as well, they cut down the program. So I was like, oh, I felt like my whole world, all my plans, everything that I was working hard for just collapsed. But I was like, hey, then uh, I realized that, you know, Red River was like, okay, you know what, Red River have a business program and also they have athletic program. So I was you know what, let me give it a try. And I joined that business program was um, one of the best business programs that I ever took because we got again to do um, uh, what we call is EP. Uh, it's entrepreneurship one, entrepreneurship two, where in your second year of, uh, of that program, you have the uh, students from all the business majors coming together. This is usually 10 to 12 students coming, working on this business plan, coming up with the whole business from scratch. Right, and then writing this whole business plan 
over the course of maybe eight months and you have you know accounting student hr student marketing student business administration like students from like all these majors coming together to build this wonderful like business from scratch so that's something that i really took away from red river was like i'm grateful that i went to red river because at some institution you don't get the privilege but also hands-on right we got the privilege to attend a couple of few conferences and we we uh, had access to these instructors even some of them i'm still connected to today right they're like mentors right i could ask questions i could send an email hey by the way how do you do this what happens when so Red River really shaped me and helped me to develop, to develop, to become the entrepreneurship, the entrepreneur that I am today. And and you built a really strong network there, didn't you? Of, oh, yes, of yes. people who will support you. And do you still go back there for guidance and mentorship from time to time? Yes, uh, I think before pandemic, I was one of the guests at uh, what you call it, direction conference. It's usually, uh, it's usually like all these business students from all the campuses come together in around February, and then we speak, we share again, giving back. It's something that I always do, and to share with some of the students that are still in a program, say, hey, what can you do, you know, to navigate. You know, through the professional world, as you're still a student, right? I went there and just share with students as well. Uh, but since then, I got a little bit busy, and you know, of course, COVID came, so there was nothing going on for two years. But that's something I'm hoping to get connected with again. Uh, and I still have some students from Red River that still reach out to me. Hey, awesome! You know, asking questions, yes. right? I really like how uh, you were talking about how you really wanted to go somewhere, but then you couldn't get there, and then you took a chance on something else, and it worked out really well. I think that's a good story to tell because a lot of people are too scared to take those chances sometimes, and then they can miss out on such a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a really yeah. good point because sometimes your plan, if it falls apart, can really, can really nag at you, right? Can really yeah. debilitate you yeah. somehow. But you just moved on and said, I'm going to move on to something else. I think that's pretty powerful stuff. That's a, that's another great point. Well, you learn from it, yes, and see, then you move on. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I always say this to myself. It's like, as long as you know where you are going, right? Certain roads, you know, I always like to think it's like Winnipeg, right? You're trying to go to St. Boniface and you realize that Main Street is closed. Does that stop you from <laughs> going from, you know, to St. Boniface? Figure out another way that will take you to St. Boniface, right? And that's how I navigate through life. I realize it's like, okay, well, I can't go to you know, to to states, well, I still want to play soccer and I still want to get my business diploma or degree, so I had to figure out my other way. Right? The plan may have changed, but the vision of my end goal did not change. That's such an amazing quote. That yeah. is a great quote. Yes. Hey, you know what? You talked about giving back, too. And I know it's important for you to give back. Talk about your mom and dad, though, how much they sacrificed for you and their sense of they really dropped those seeds in you, didn't they? About it's important to be generous, it's important to be kind, it's important yes. to give back. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, growing up, I come from a uh, Christian background, of course. Uh, and um, my parents always tell us, right, it's like you can only influence people by, by serving them. Right, and uh, as a person of faith, the greatest teacher of all, he said, "If you are going to be a leader, you must be a servant." To all, right? So giving is the way for me to say, "Okay, it's like." And there's other quotes that says, "It's better to give than to receive. It's better to serve than to be served, and all of those other things." 
But what really moved me is when we moved here in Canada, and um, as a, we didn't have, we didn't know nobody. But again, and this was something uh, I, I shared when I was doing my um, my interview with uh, Volunteer Manitoba. I, I didn't mention to you this, but I won the Mayor Award. Uh, for outstanding community service uh, this year, but I just haven't posted. But wow. so they were asking wow. me these questions. I said, "What got you to giving back?" And I shared a little bit of a, a, a story. I said, "When we first came here in 2009, in cold weather, and we didn't have mints, jackets, and all of these things, again was through because of wonderful volunteers, neighbors, people in the church, people in the community that really help us navigating the whole system." Right, it was cold. We didn't have knocker, so there were people who were bringing us saying, "Hey, here we realize you don't have jackets. Here we realize that you guys don't have vehicle to go to grocery store. Hey, I'm willing to drive you. Like all of those things." And it's time I reflect back about people who have give give me the opportunity yes. to be here in this great country, but also in business world but also my soccer coach and all of these wonderful people around me yes, yes. i feel it's like an obligation but not at the same time an obligation but my duty and my responsibility especially as, as a citizen of this great country to seek of ways that i can also contribute in the in a community in one way or another well and you did that in a pretty big way though i i suspect that volunteer award um ha was partly due to, if not all due to, you identifying that many folks from Africa were feeling some of that alienation, that marginalization that you felt when you came. Absolutely. And, and your connection, and that's about the dots, right? You were connecting the dots of life when you said, why can't we bring people together using soccer? No matter how different we are, no matter how many different languages we speak, we can all speak the language of the golden boot, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. So absolutely. talk about and that. that you, well, biggest. you created the Manitoba F African Cup of Nations. So talk about that, why you created it, and uh, how it, how that's still going, because it's still going on. Yeah, it's still going on. Actually, the whole inspiration came back was uh, 2018, because I mean, I've been in operation now for four years. Um, 2018, and I was seeing a lot of things that was going on in the um, newcomers' communities and uh, youth and uh, gangs and dropouts and all of these things why, you know, that were affecting many of our youth, but also looking at it, connecting with some of the international students that come into this country as, you know, no mom, no dad, nobody, just as students, you know, they feel that as nation, like there's nobody to talk to. So we started, you know, organizing to say, okay, how can we bring people together? And when I came, as I was working in the community, came to understand mm, politics is different, music is different, you know, other things like this, other things that, there's a million things that makes us unique and different from one another. But as I was coaching, of course, during this time, I came to understand it's like, with sports, with soccer special, you know, it's something that everybody can get included. And each time I reflect, uh, especially at the World Cup time, because I was working at one Italian restaurant, and when it was during the World Cup time, people from all walks of life, they would just come in a restaurant, they would just eat pizza, drink, and just just come together. And, and, and I started thinking about, like, what's so different about this? Why can this be a part of life? Like, and putting our differences on the side, 
you know, and just be together as this whole big community. So I, I said, you know what, I'm going to start a work called, back then it just started as a tournament and many people just still think we're a tournament, but we're actually a nonprofit organization that we have other programs that we run. We have a free soccer academy for inner city youth. We have mentorship program. We're establishing a after school program, which is going to be homework club and all of the other things, you know, that we're trying to expand because we come to realize it's not just more about sports. Sports is one way to, you know, to bring people, but people have other needs. A lot of kids are coping with mental health. It's the biggest issue, especially in a marginalized community. And I'm going to emphasize this in a black community. Mental health is a taboo. You don't speak about that. So how am I, and kids are, are having these issues, but we are thinking of ways again to say, how can we start saying, okay, how can we start introducing that topic to these kids in a healthy way to say, it's okay, let's talk about this and break away from all of these stereotypes and especially in the black community, you know, or just a hey, masculinity side of things, a hey, man can't cry, men can't do this. We, we need to break away from that. So that's the mentorship program that I'm starting outside the sports programs that we are running to seek of ways, okay, how can we help kids? How can we help people in the community, right? Do you think you're going to implement that stuff into the soccer as well once you learn uh, more about it? Yeah, absolutely. That's the goal. So the goal is what we use soccer really as a vehicle to move the youth from point A to point B. One of the most important things is we bring in the light sports. Before we can talk about their career, their plans, their, we use you know sports as a tool to bring them in. Once you are in part of our program, in one of our sports programs, what we do is we say, okay, what is your long-term goal? Hey, I want to be this, I want to be. Some of them, they dream, oh, I just want to be a you know, professional athlete. You're like, yeah, there's a less chance of that most likely to happen. Okay, what yeah. about we think about it this way? We're going, to say, we're going to have a career plan for you or some kind of a plan to say, okay, after high school, you can go to Red River College or you can go to some university, whatever you want, and you can still play soccer, but also have a backup plan. If you ever make it to professional world, great. If you doesn't, at least you have something to land on. So we usually usually use soccer as a tool just to bring in people, then assess them. What are your needs? Especially the high school students, right? What are your needs? Are you just hoping to get into, you know, medical school? How are your grades? How are you? because most, the biggest challenge is like with newcomers, parents, mom and dad are working two jobs, three jobs. Yes. Most of them they don't have time to say, hey, what's going on? How are your grades? Until the end of a semester and you realize like you have only 60s and 50s and you're most likely in your last semester of, you know, last semester of maybe uh, grade 12 or in your, you know, your final year of uh, high school and sometimes it's too late. So we're trying to think of how can we help kids to navigate and uh, plan all of these things ahead of time and for us to act as your accountability partners and mentors to ensure that you achieve your goals. Hey, I love right? that. We're not just training them to be professional oh athletes. Oh. I, I love that, Godi. And I can say to you, if you need help, like I do a lot of career development work, I'd love to come out and volunteer with your group. Absolutely. If, if I can help your students, you you contact me. I'll, I'll be there for you. Thank you so much. Because you're doing great work. I think that's fantastic. You know, Godi, we have to stop a bit because we're getting on here, but we do a special <laughs> section here. Well, because you like to talk. You have such a great story, and we're so attentive and listening. But this is called Quick Cues. 
we're going to find out little tidbits about you. And I'm going to turn it over to CJ, who's going to ask you a number of questions. She'll explain it to you. CJ. All right, so quick cues. Don't think about uh, what you're going to say. Just first thing that comes to mind, say it out as long as it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, all right. Don't worry about the appropriate part. Just go. Okay, first question. Are you a dog or cat person? None. 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 Wow. Uh, does yeah. pineapple belong on pizza? Pardon me? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely, yes. Uh, what's your favorite family tradition? Family tradition? Oh, man. I will say usually Christmas. No, it's actually New Year. In Africa, we celebrate. The, they call it Wanza. So it's a. Gordy, this isn't this hard, eh? Just give us a quick answer, okay? Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Okay. Um, uh, what do you put on your toast? Jam. Uh, what's your favorite summer activity? Playing soccer and coaching soccer. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Starbucks or Tim's? Okay. I would say I'll go with Tim's. Uh, favorite social media? I see. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Outdoors or indoors? Outdoors. Cold or warm milk? Uh, I would say cold. Uh, favorite genre of music? Hip-hop. Toilet paper over or under? Under. Morning or night? Do you believe in goats? Nope. What's your greatest fear? That's a... It's a fear that I'm still overcoming, public speaking, but I've done it, so it's something that's... It's still there, but... <laughs> no, actually, it's hide and snakes. It's Just answer the speaking. question. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, for the last question, what is your favorite podcast? Uh, that will be John Maxwell. Oh, no, no. It's not Adventures in Careerland? Not this one? Well, oh. it is this one. It's my second favorite. How did we invite this guy? What is going on here? <laughs> but that's why I'm seeing this career is growing. Why right? John Maxwell yeah. on a hey, Yeah, it's too late. So okay, it's at, too late. Cody. At you least had your chance. At least you're honest about it. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. it. Second Gee, favorite, not the first we, one. We wanted to get our tenth guy as a, as a listener, and now we. I mean, second's still pretty good. It, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, has a I think you should have break it down in a category. You no. say, because I listen to oh, many stop guys, it, Godi. You know, Just stop it, okay? It's too late. Anyway, you know what, Godi? That was so much fun. I hope you had some fun talking to us. I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. I'm thrilled. And uh, thank you, Andre. And thank you, CJ, for the wonderful work that you are doing. Any word of encouragement is, again, go out there, just ask. You know, ask your high school student, you're going to be a university student soon. It's the best time of your life. Just ask, 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 ask questions. And you'll be very surprised when you're knocking on those doors and the opportunities that are behind those doors. That's super. Well, Gody, you're, you're an inspiration. I mean, 
you come, you don't know, you think the world looks like a bag of flour when you come, <laughs> and then you make your way and figure out and meander and take some chances. When you said, I'm afraid of public speaking, you've come so far. But, and that means stepping outside of your boundaries, right? Stepping outside of your safety zones, taking some chances, and connecting to people. You're a great example of this. I think your story is inspirational, and I think it's just emerging. You're in a business right now that African, um, the African, the Manitoba African Cup of Nations is your business right now. And you're yes. running this as a nonprofit, which is amazing. So I'm yes. super proud of you, super proud of the work you're doing. And uh, we're gratified that you're making a difference in the community. If we can help, let us know. So thank Absolutely. you for being our first guest. This is, again, what do we call it? It's a, it's a humdinger, I think. It's a humdinger, yeah. Our rip snorter. It's rip just a, snorter. It's just a great... I don't know if we should use that. You've started us off, uh, you've started us off on the right track season for season five, mm -hmm. episode one. So thank you, Gody. And everyone, thanks for listening. That's a wrap on The Adventures in Careerland. Mm -hmm.